The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 103. General West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where I talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today we are discussing the 16th episode of Season 5, Last Stand. The episode opens with Osiris threatening Daniel with a dagger before he manages to convince her that he is Jaren using the real chemical. He contacts Selmak and decides not to release the symbiote poison as he wants to save Sarah Gardner. Selmak reminds him of the stakes and tells him to release the poison immediately. The rest of SG-1 and Lieutenant Kevin slash Lantash are trapped in the Tok'ra tunnels, and Sam and Lieutenant Kevin are trapped between the two cave-ins after a bombing run. Osiris reveals to the system lords that she has been sent by Anubis, who has banished the gold plan to take the, make their human slaves into hosts as soon as the summit is over. Daniel steals Yu's cargo ship to leave with Osiris, but Osiris and Yu get into a knife fight and both are left behind. Osiris assumes that Yu is behind her capture and stabs him with her dagger, and Daniel escapes in an escape pod, and he and Selmak meet up with SG-1. Elliot slash Lantash sacrifice themselves to buy the team some time to escape through the Stargate. Or Fun does time. he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a, that's a good place to jump into it. I know previously you'd mentioned, uh, Victor, you have a theory about uh, Elliot, because we see him at the end, and he's basically dead but we don't yeah, get a body so, so so i have i have a lot of feelings about this episode um <laughs> or, or half an episode or quarter of an episode that they kind of stretched out but at, at the end i mean I, I love ambiguous endings as much as anyone but there's ambiguous and then there's like we just didn't write the ending you know because the oh, last yeah. shot is we see like elliot land cash and he has like his this poison that you know, he's, they might take him to the Stargate and he could release it there and SG-1 will be able to escape or he'll have to release it here or they might take it from him. And we just hear the Jaffa kind of advancing on his position. And you're like, okay, so does he release the poison here at the Stargate? You know, obviously, you know, and then the next episode, we're like onto something completely different. So it there's no, you know, I think they needed just one more scene here, like of them going through the gate and saying, gosh, it was great that Lieutenant Elliot like sacrificed himself for us. But I think, I think they intentionally wanted to be a little ambiguous and vague and it was a little like too much in that direction. Yeah. It was the, the ending seemed, it was weird because as you mentioned, there's, there's a lot of stretching in this episode, but the ending mm. just seemed kind of like, okay, we're done. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you don't even, you don't even see like dead Jaffa laying by the Stargate as SG-1 is walking in. It's like, no, they wander off and you hear the horn, you know, and that's it. Yeah. Well, we know why we don't see any dead Jaffa. They explain that in Wormhole Extreme. 
That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so my theory well, is that so Lieutenant it- Elliot like gets up, runs away, and then there'll be a new show called Stargate Elliot that's just about him and and Lantash. Him, him wandering around trying to get back to Earth, right? Yeah. Through the Stargate system. <laughs> Maybe the next uh, jump Who is knows? the jump home. Yeah. yeah. There you go. With all I'm the rumors out there, what... anything could be plausible. That's right. And he keeps going to planets and somebody's stolen the DHDs. <laughs> Yakety sax plays yeah. throughout yeah. the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, one thing we didn't talk about in the previous episode is Osiris sees Daniel, yep. mm-hmm. knows this is Daniel, yeah. and is saying, that is Daniel Jackson. He is a member of SG-1. He is a traitor. Instead, confronts him so that he has time in the beginning of this episode to poke her with the- uh, The, the real- Ring. Yeah, the, the, the hallucinogen- so that she real she thinks that he's actually a servant of you instead of Daniel Jackson, and completely forgets that she saw him as Daniel Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as far as I know, the minutes, real. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, we know the real toxin like rewrites your memories to a certain degree, you know, because SG One remembered seeing Lieutenant Tyler. He's like, oh yeah, he's been a member of our team, so it does rewrite your memories. So for, yeah, maybe, for a couple of months, mm-hmm. he came through the the gate with us, yeah. and yeah. But I, yeah. I can understand why Osiris would be like, huh, Daniel Jackson's here. I wonder what his angle is. Let me confront him and ask him what is it. But then when they get into the negotiations with the system lords, they're like, join us for the explicit like purpose of wiping out Earth and the Towery, right? And so mm. it, it wouldn't matter what Daniel Jackson's angle is if Anubis's whole plan is just to wipe out Earth and, and the Towery, you know, so and and. Yeah, so it, it would be like, oh, well, we're going to wipe out the Tauri, and there's one right there, you know. Well, so. and, and what, what better way to get on the good side of the system lords than to say, oh, yeah, this person claiming to be the head slave of you is actually a traitor, and somehow either you is complicit or is uh, is fooled by this person. Either way, that yeah. is not actually the head slave of you. Maybe. Yeah, but. She didn't have the cred at that point. To... Uh, yeah, I think it's all distraction. Yeah. It takes away from her point of what she's there to do. If she starts bringing up, oh, you've already been fooled by this other guy, then it, you know, it steals case. her thunder. Yeah, and then she's right? like, no, I haven't. Like, you're nuts, you know? And then was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are crazy. Yeah. I, I liked it because I like that whole he looks at her, she looks at him, and then it's like, yeah. hmm, you know, like, yeah. what's going on? Maybe because uh, Osiris has uh, Sarah's memories also. Oh, true. She figured that she could, she knows how to manipulate Daniel Jackson. She figured she could use that to her advantage to manipulate you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's always like 10 different. Well, and you and Osiris had the longest uh, history. Or no. Yeah. You and Anubis have the longest history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she knew and now, you, and, God, that's hard to say. You, you, yeah. you was going to be hard to convince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's because we know Osiris is an ancient system Lord, but she mm-hmm. was, she, he at the time he mm-hmm. was trapped on earth at the time that everything was going on with Anubis, which we don't know yet 
what exactly mm-hmm. all that was, other than he was basically kicked out of the system lords. For being really unethical and bad. Wasn't that exciting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so bad that all the other, yeah. other system lords is like, yeah, we're bad. No, you're just flat out evil. You're just flat out yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like so curious, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then and then it's like, well, yeah, but we have this treaty with the Asgard that covers like the gold system lords. Surely it doesn't cover this particular gold, right? Because he's been yeah. that wouldn't matter to the Asgard, right? If whether he's been assumed yeah, dead for a, a thousand lord. years. Yeah, well, we even, even Osiris would be like, oh, I didn't sign that treaty. I was nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get a, a get the lawyers from a, the triad episode in here to yeah. Yeah. look over the legalese. Better call Thor. <laughs> I'd watch that show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> And I feel like, is this like the third or fourth time we've had an episode where the Tok'ra have a base on a planet and then it just gets bombarded from the sky by the Gould and they have to escape? Like, yeah, since a pattern going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not yeah. going to I wonder, I wonder why they haven't figured out how to do their tunnels, you know, deeper. <laughs> so that the aerial <laughs> bombardment the doesn't thing. affect them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, we're, we're 20 feet under the ground and their bombs are hitting us. Let's go 100 feet under the ground. Let's see what that does. <laughs> yeah. Or get a spaceship. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something that can move. <laughs> yeah. They're trapped. I mean, and I like the way. Yeah. Um, oh, I already forgot his name. Zepanek. Zepaknik. Zepaknik. Zepakna. The way he calls them rats scurrying underground. Yeah. That was. I thought that was kind of. That was a good one. It was very like mustache twirly. I liked it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I like that. We spent now, a lot of time in tunnels. Were, yeah. The tunnel effects were vastly improved. Yes. Oh, they were. The tunnel yeah. effects looked mm-hmm. cool, like with their mouth opening up. Yeah. You know? That looked really yeah. cool. Um, even the tunnel sets looked cool. They had, a, they had some cool floors now. Like, I guess they've mm-hmm. updated the crystals now that they like make tiled floors as they go along. Instead um, of you know the concrete of the set, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the uh, soundstage, yeah. This was the spring two thousand one uh, edition of the crystals. The, <laughs> yeah, just released yeah. them at IKEA. <laughs> yeah, and Actually, there's a lot of twenty two thousand and two. Oh wow, excellent! Back from break. Yeah, there was a lot of padding in the tunnels uh, here. A, lo- a lot of you know. Just sitting around in tunnels. I did like the the thing about the different crystals, though, how the different mm-hmm. shapes mm-hmm. and colors cool. make different kinds of tunnels. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, their descriptions didn't seem to match the props, really. But and that, at one point, you know, Teal well, looks at them and just shrugs. Yeah. You know? That was half the fun. Yeah. That was half the fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. you need the square one. And it's like, well, that's square. That's kind of a square stab. And you've got, yeah, you got you Jack need... and Teal like, does that square to you? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Carter's like, it has to be precise so you'll kill us. And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or what's the one to go up? The one that's diamond and there's two diamond shaped ones. That one. <laughs> <Wait>. Yeah. <laughs> So it I is like, like that, Ikea, it you can't follow the directions. Cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this episode, I feel like, like you were saying, Victor, this is like 25% of an episode, and they're like, all right, let's just add a bunch of scenes of uh, Lieutenant Elliot being sick and dying on the floor, and mm-hmm. then a lot of running around in tunnels. Well, 
and even the previous episode, you know, we had a lot of conversation about Lantesh and you know, and what what he rem- what the the symbiote remembers and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, oh yeah, the symbiote kind of got broken out of its cage because of the aerial bombardment, and now it's in Lieutenant Elliot. Yep. Right. And it's trying to yeah. keep both of them alive. Yeah, and I read I read Joseph Malazzi talked about this in one of his I think it was a blog post, maybe it was at a convention. And he said that originally when he wrote when they wrote the draft for the script, J.R. Bourne was supposed to be in it, who played Martouf. Mm. So oh, he was okay. supposed to be in this episode. And when they couldn't get him because he was busy doing something else, um, they had to dissect his brain. Say, <laughs> yeah. Make it make it work. And and so when I read that, because it does feel weird to have Carter you know, like Elliot being like, he loves you. And yeah. I don't know the whole thing. was just like, that again, was, that like, was like, okay, yeah. as a Lieutenant, you know, better than to talk about stuff like that with your senior officer. I'm sorry. It, it just, it had a, a lot of touchy feely scenes between Elliot and Carter. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, just, this yeah, feels weird. weird. And she's like, I know. And yeah. I don't it's like, know. <laughs> ma'am, he, he wants to make sure, you know, and it's like, <laughs> Oh ah. no, Lieutenant, Lieutenant, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Boundary violation. Let's go here. I'll be right here, Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just, well, I, I think I've talked about that before. Like, I feel like the whole Martouf thing anyway, he was like was manipulating just, Carter yeah. emotionally. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he won't go away. Like, now he's, now he's in Lieutenant Elliot. He's still trying to emotionally manipulate her. Like, I love you. I'm dying. But- oh, that's okay. I'll just sacrifice myself so you can live. No, just go through the Stargate. I'll be no fine, dear. Oh, no big Yash, deal. I love Yash, you. Sure you betcha. <laughs> New body. Yeah, so dis. I, I kind of yeah. wish J.R. Bourne had been in this episode because I it had to have made it better, right? <laughs> like that, uh, that, that part. Like, well, there's like he's he's the lieutenant's literally reaching up and you know stroking her face, and it's like, <laughs> oh, that's just so creepy. Yeah. No, it's weird. <laughs> just makes everyone uncomfortable. Except for Carter, evidently. I guess that's the influence of uh, her having the symbiote in her, though. Yeah. She's got those conflicted emotions, but still. The Joel and R in her is like, yes, yes, he loves you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a weird Hallmark movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. I thought it would have been like really funny because the Jaffa breached the base and we've seen that we saw like, you know, in the, at the end of the last episode, like, you know, a hundred thousand Jaffa soldiers, like all assembled. And then when they actually get into the tunnels, we see like six of them. Yeah. And those are like the, the, or four. And the, those are the ones that like Teal and Jack shoot. I thought it would have been funny because they're like going through like this really narrow opening. If they just kept shooting Jaffa until like the whole entryway was just like packed with Jaffa oh, corpses yeah. and stuff. And so it was like, oh, we can't get through anymore, you know, because there's too many dead Jaffa in the way. But I think there's video like, games like that where you just kept yeah. shooting them and they kept stacking up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> then it cycles the uh, sprites and the bottom layer just disappears. <laughs> bottom layer yeah. just fall down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, of course, you know, if you're watching the video, you see the, uh, you see behind Victor, oh, yeah. the, the yeah. massive army yeah, behind yeah. him there. And it's like, okay, we don't see the massive army other than in CGI. So, and it's like, oh, we're coming to check out the lab and there's like three of us. Boom, boom, boom. Now they're all dead. Oh, well. Yeah. Or at the very end, we hear like them marching, right? And we don't actually, 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, the one Jaffa we do see is the guy who has to keep going, like giving Zipakata uh, like bad news. He's like, "Yeah, oh, we haven't found him yet." Oh, okay, bye. And he's like, yeah. oh, oh, and, well, and by the way, we we've lost him. half our army, uh, but we're going to completely, we're going to win. We're absolutely going to win, yeah. sir. He's like, why are you here if you haven't found them yet? <laughs> Don't show your yeah. face, which tells me we will never see that guy again because he won't show his face to Zipakana. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just like that offer is like, go down to the planet and look for them and if you can't find them don't come back and so we're like okay does that mean you get to build a little house on the planet and just like kind of (laughs) hang out yeah yeah looks like a pretty nice planet i mean i was thinking this is uh usually we see chokra planets that are sand yeah and this one had trees and i was thankful for the trees when tilk and jack were trying to run and you know it it offered some cover for them because if they were just on another sand planet that would have been it was a it was a different kind part of, of the the area around Vancouver they filmed this one in. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't on the the dunes or the flat. Or... I was thinking, uh, there's several episodes of Battlestar Galactica where they're all, they're down on a planet that's filmed in the exact same location, and they're wearing like the fatigues and have like the machine guns, and you get mm-hmm. a lot of that in this. So I'm like, you could just put those scenes from mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica and this right next to each other, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> Probably filmed there, there, There's in the a reason place. why they're starting yeah. to spread out where they film in Canada, that it's not all Vancouver, but now Toronto and other places, because I think they're sick of the same locations. Yeah, Odd, Odd Squad <laughs> is filmed in Toronto, and there are some really interesting places in Toronto that, that they find for that. There's like this water park set that they use a lot. I think they film a lot of the n- newer Star Trek in Toronto, too. Hmm. Right. Well, they they do. Of course, they do a lot of the uh, the virtual sets now too. So that yeah. yeah changes a lot of things on that. But yeah, and in, in the new Stargate series, they're making they're going to use that cutting edge virtual technology from the Mandalorian to emulate the Vancouver forests. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be cool. Wow, this isn't engine, the same yeah. exact type of of planet. No, the the plants are all yellow now, or purple, or no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just color grade everything. Yeah. So getting back to Daniel, um, uh, yeah. it, it's funny how his mission goes from poisoning all the Gwaul to, well, I can't do it now because my ex-girlfriend is there, to, well, we really need to find out what Anubis wants to, you know, we got to know, mm-hmm. now, now we have to know why they have all these symbiotes to, why are they eating all the symbiotes? Why were they eating the symbiotes? <laughs> <laughs> like, I never figured that out. <laughs> and it's like the Tokra, they, they set this up in the previous episode. It's like, and the Gould population has stopped growing. Yeah. This is really weird. And you're like, yeah, they're just really weird. Are they not able to reproduce? Because they're anymore? doing like no. a dominance thing where they're eating their children. No, it's just because they want to eat them. It's just because they just want to eat them like hot dogs. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I wonder what they used. Like, I don't know if it was just like foam rubber or something, but it looked pretty hot doggy. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. Sushi? Well, Sushi rolls? Maybe? <laughs> Sorry, I, don't know. I did read something about that, that whatever they were eating wasn't really edible or you didn't want to swallow it. And so they kept having to cut and like spit it out. And like, <laughs> like, so I bet it was something like a foam rubber or something like that. <laughs> Some eel sauce for that. I don't know that I, you know, again, I've seen this episode before, but I forgotten no that. And I was like, oh, so they're going to try and implant him with a gould. Okay. You know, and then they start eating it. And I'm like, yeah, we don't remember that. Like, well, well and then, they, we then they had the whole, see that again? Whole, 
the whole sequence where so. Daniel is talking to the slave of Baal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I would be honored to join their ranks yes. and become one of the system lords. And that's totally what doesn't happen. Yeah. I, I thought that was a nice scene, though, where, yeah, where Daniel's talking scene. to him and he's like, oh, it was oh, a great yes. scene, yeah. but it was kind of a misdirection of this is, yes. oh, yeah, this is absolutely yeah. what's going to happen is that, you know, he's going to become one of the, oh, no, never mind. They eat the symbiotes. Yeah. This but is he would still we, be honored by it. This is why we need Joseph Mazi back like every week. Because <laughs> yeah. I just kind of go like, why? What, what was going on thinking? here? Yeah. <laughs> well, because this is when notes. he was starting to be more involved in the series at this yeah. point. In the yeah. Middle of the fifth season. So, I mean, in, he would in terms know of some of the stuff. Writing credits, like Malazzi and Mully were listed as the writers of the previous episode, mm-hmm. and Robert C. Cooper was listed as the writer sure. of this one. I assume that all three episodes are written by all three of them, and they just, you know, shared the credits because it was a two parter. Well, I was going to say at this point, I thought they were like executive script editor or something like that. Yeah, it is. It is very strange. I mean, the reason Daniel can't release the poison is because it would create a power vacuum and then Anubis. Right, yeah. But once he knows that there's going to be an alliance, then there's no point in not having a power vacuum because everybody's going to be aligned. So, But then he wants to find out what the plan is, if there's a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, especially, yeah, I guess. Especially with, you know, save Sarah. With, yeah, with, exactly. he's, he's saying that he wants to. You know, Anubis wants to wipe out the Tauri. So how is he planning on doing that? We have mm-hmm. to know that so we can defend from it. If you kill all the other Gould, then they'll be less powerful. So do that. But then he'll be able to. <laughs> no, they've cause... already shown that you kill a Gould and the other ones will take over their forces. Yeah, so. Anubis mm-hmm. would just, yeah, would just get all their Jaffa and And we do and see stuff. that as it kind of goes true. on, that he's, he builds yeah. more and more forces. So Yeah. And Anubis, Anubis, I like that they introduced him here. I think it's interesting they introduced Ball because I believe, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, Ball outlasts Anubis. Yes, oh, yes. yes, he does. Very much yeah. so. so. Anubis goes all, Anubis the way to, all the way to the uh, made-for-DVD movies. Or Ball, Ball does. Okay. Ball does, excuse yeah. me, Ball yeah. does, yes. Yeah, so I like the that they introduced them both the at the same yeah. time, and we're going to deal with the big baddie, which is Anubis first. And yeah. But that's that's quite the, that's a whole season of dealing with, Anubis and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it gets interesting. It gets very interesting. It does. I I, I kind of. I mean, I know we say it's not a full episode, but I like it because it it's just again, like I said last week, it's like it sets us up with like classic SG one, all these goulds and fighting and Tokra and tunnels and ships and all that stuff. And then at the same time, it you don't even realize all of the seeds they're planting to move forward. Mm-hmm. So. And it, it is more than just a, oh, by the way, there are still these big baddies called the Gwaulds out yeah. there that you yeah. need to remember because we haven't really talked about them much lately, no. but they are out there. It is more than that. It really is yeah. setting up a lot more. And, and many of these, these not all of them, but some of these Gwaulds do return. We do see them at later, or at least hear about them at later times, too. Mm-hmm. So Nice. I just wish Hathor was still around. Yeah. That would have been fun to over here. Yeah. You get nerdy again. Does that help? Sure. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's definitely returned to form Stargate and just makes me wonder where the replicators are because they front loaded those and now mm-hmm. I haven't they'll heard from them. They're coming, I know, I know they're coming be back. this season. Oh, this good. Season. Yep. Yep. Nice. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. None of this stuff gets forgotten. That, that's, no. That is, again, that's one nice thing about SG-1. There's, I mean, there are a lot of things that we've talked about that, oh, yeah, that would be a great continuing plot, except there was only one episode dealing with that, and it's <laughs> over. But a lot of, there are a lot of these kind of things, like replicators, like these different gold, especially, you know, kind of like this is, you could kind of consider it the second generation of gold, because, mm-hmm. like, you know, Apophis and kind of his group is gone, and now we've got the mm-hmm. second group, and... They don't forget about them. They they do bring mm-hmm. them back, some more than others. And a little, like what you talked about, Jack, I think especially first season, maybe second season, we were doing this, you talked a lot about wanting to, them to be a little more um, fully constructed versus like their reasonings or why they mm-hmm. were bad or a little yep. more motive besides just, I'm bad, you know? Yeah. I want to kill the, everybody. The mustache twirling. Yeah. Yeah. Bold, and you know? I feel like now we're in that evolution with Anubis and Ball, especially, and even some as we go into Nerdy more. Like, I, I feel like you're going to get, and the replicators, you're going to yeah. get more of that, more nice. yeah. defined evil of why they're evil. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a yeah. lot of fun. And we even so kind of see with Osiris like a, a little kickoff. bit too, where she, you know, mm-hmm. she's not, she's not a one, one note Mm-mm. character. I you like know, her. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's one that I really, I know I said that last time. I like, I really like her, her arrogance, her, I just, I don't know. She's one I can, I cheer for her. <laughs> she's got a good, good swagger about her. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. She's been well, he, whatever, Osiris, been gone for forever. And she just walks in and Zapotnik's like, hey, you want a job? And she's like, yeah, I'll be the ambassador yeah. for the new big bad guy that I haven't met. Well, and she wasn't too impressed by the, the whole idea. She wanted to be the one to go to attack the planet yeah. first. And then yeah. it's like, okay, well, I can do this, you know, and yeah. then, and comes in and, and oh, by the way, you know, nobody's supposed to have weapons, but she just happens to have a knife yeah. under her belt. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they didn't check for that. No, they didn't. No metal detectors, I guess. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like her. I like, I like, she's a good addition for me. And yeah. I, I like, I mean, I have to admit, I'm kind of partial to the, the actress, well, Anna Louise Plowman. I'm, I really am partial to her because she, of course, uh, after the, a couple of years after this, she's on Doctor Who. There's an episode, the first yeah. episode of New Who with the Daleks. She's like the assistant oh. of the, rich guy who's collecting all the different alien parts and she's the one that like gets him you know memory wiped and shipped off to some you know what was it some town that starts with m like minneapolis or something like that i can't remember the exact line <laughs> nice oh yeah that's right i remember that episode yep awesome uh did y'all have any other any other thoughts on this episode well we yeah, did I'll... hint on it but uh, but officially oh. you know officially lieutenant Elliot slash Lentesh sacrificed themselves for the team. But we yes. don't see it off scene. But of course the team makes it back to Earth in time yeah. to save Earth from a from an asteroid a la you know uh Armageddon. Armageddon so yeah. Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a couple things. The the first is this kind of like meeting of the pagan gods. They did there's an episode of Supernatural called uh, Hammer of the Gods where a bunch of pagan gods meet in a hotel to try and figure out how they're going to stop the Judeo Christian apocalypse from coming. And so it's kind of a clever episode there too. 
Um, so they, they have like a conference room they take over to meet? Yeah, or? they take over a hotel conference room and they basically <laughs> try to discuss how they're going to keep the, the apocalypse from happening um, because it'll mess up their, their plans on Earth and stuff. So If there, if there wasn't work. PowerPoint slideshow, it was not a real meeting. <laughs> yeah, <they didn't laughs> no, no PowerPoints, but, but – um, yeah. So, and then the the other thing too is we do have a a, a fun foreign language title for this. In uh, German, the the name of this episode is Elliot's Große Mission. So Elliot's Big Mission. Elliot's Big Adventure. Yeah, Elliot's Major Mission. <laughs> so that's terrible. Oh, I know. Wow. <laughs> he did outlast his team members. I'm just going to say. He did. Yeah, Major Mansfield got, got squished. And, uh... <laughs> Actually, some of the other titles are pretty good. You got, you know, Hungarian translates to the last refuge. Yeah. French is no exit part two, which implies oh, that the previous episode was no exit part one. <laughs> yeah. Italian fuga finale. Final escape. <laughs> Gosh. You do nice. have to wonder about the Tukra, the idea that they don't have ships. They can't get to the rings and they're trapped underground. Yeah. Like, not the yeah. brightest. Of course, the Tokor we've argued have never been really the brightest, but. Yeah. Well, the, the ships thing. that they have are always, you know, whatever they can scrounge from the Gwaul. And they're busy. My th- yeah. My theory is the, the Tokra's main beef with the Gwaul is that the Tokra are just the, like, less talented gold and so they're mad they can't be part of them so they're gonna start their yeah. they're gonna go start their own team exactly. you're cooler than us that's not fair well, no gonna, group, no uh no system lords allowed is just spray yeah, painted on their yeah. clubhouse yeah <laughs> this is the, the av geek clubhouse and you're not allowed yeah it's awesome yeah that's a good theory <laughs> Awesome. Uh, we do have some uh, feedback on some of our previous episodes. Uh, on our recent episode on Proving Ground, Hammond, I'm, I'm assuming this is the Hammond, commented. Hammond of Texas. Hammond of yeah. Texas, right. Uh, <laughs> definitely found myself annoyed throughout this episode for some reason. The characters are generic and not particularly interesting actors either. I don't know if I've seen him in anything else, but yeah, I, th- I feel like that's mostly the direction. Uh and like you guys say, we know there was a twist coming the whole time. Yep. yep. A twist and a twist and a twist and a twist. And mm. yeah, it, yeah, that's about it. The only good thing about the whole twist thing was I like at the very end as uh, um, Jack is walking away with Elliot, the light comes on and starts spinning again. Like I thought that was just comedically good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a comment on our episode from uh, way back, uh, episode 57, Pretense. Uh, Christine Hack says, you guys rated this episode a lot lower than I remembered it. May need to rewatch and figure out my stance the second time around. I'm surprised there wasn't any discussion in this episode about the implications of a courtroom debate over bodily autonomy. Although space trials or triads are a little hackneyed, there's potentially <laughs> a lot to unpack here regarding the rights of beings who are dependent on other beings in order to survive. Yeah, I guess it could be could be analogous to something like that but i feel like it was a it's a pretty clear cut thing and it's pretty clear cut in both situations but, and and this yeah. this one's a little bit harder too cuz you're talking about in uh, a being that imposed himself on another being versus you know other bodily autonomy issues so yeah mhm but yeah it was it was a 
interesting concept that I feel like they didn't execute well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we don't really revisit it. Nope. Which now every once in a while they they, they they keep doing the uh, what you know Daniel Jackson brings up about what about the host. Yeah. yeah. And that's about two seconds worth of episode, and that's the end of it. <laughs> Until yeah. the next. Just one. enough. Just enough for him to say, "I can't kill Osiris because I got to save Sarah." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, pre- previously it was his his wife. Then, his so wife. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he forgot about her a while ago. Oh yeah, she, she's Pretty dead. Quickly. Let's go, let's go for the girlfriend. Yeah, it was like the next yeah. episode. He was already had a new girlfriend. It so. was the yeah. next episode. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's dead now. Shari's dead. So now, hey, I, I'm available again. Let's go. That's right. It's the the uh, it's the Austin Powers line. That means I'm single again. Oh, behave. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, we uh, we really appreciate the feedback. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can uh, find us. Uh, you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com. And also come on over to the sqpn.com Discord. We got a secret to Stargate uh, channel over there. It's a lot of fun. And before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secret to Stargate, including Rachel H., Joseph G., Michael K., Chris D., and Adam B. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secret to Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure, be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. And to find previous episodes of Secret to Stargate and to send us feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Failsafe. It's not uh, Elliot's Big Adventure Part 2. I kind of <laughs> wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> Big top Elliot. <laughs> Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack, and hmm, insolence. I'm not going to be able to say the rest of the stuff. (laughs) Once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Star Wars. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Star Wars.